I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. U.S. Congressman Hendrik Cuella says that even though he maintains a position against open borders, he is not pro-border wall and wants to enhance electronic deterrence against illegal border crossers. Congressman Cuellar reiterated his position several times during a web press conference held on December 23rd to discuss the future of the border wall during the upcoming Biden administration. We're ready to go because I know we got media from the Valley and we got media up from, um, uh, you know, up to San Antonio and other places. Uh, first of all, let me just give you um, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, as you know, we passed the stimulus on on uh, Monday night, but I noticed that inside one of the rules that we passed, uh, Mayor and everybody, there was very quietly, there was a CR there to extend it for another seven days, which nobody talked about, but there was a CR there. Now I think I understand what's happening because as you know, on the stimulus checks that we were looking at, the Democrats, we had uh, back in May, we had asked to put um, uh, $1,200 uh, in there. Uh, the R's, uh, the Senate, and including the White House had said no, and then we negotiated to $600. Well, as you know, our president uh, woke up and said, hey, I want more money, and he does this at the last minute. So I say this because there might be a change to the stimulus um, amount um, that might be sent off. Uh, there might be a vote by what we call unanimous consent tomorrow, uh, the day right before Christmas, which means that all we need is one member uh, to go up there and object. And if nobody objects, then that stimulus checks might be increased from 600 uh, to something higher the way we wanted it. Uh, at the very beginning, and and hopefully um, uh, Trump can play his role and tell the Republicans to accept it, and we can send that off. Um, I think the uh, PPP for businesses. I know some of y'all on the line have called me on that. Uh, that one is is on unemployment, rental assistance, uh, so many other things that are in this stimulus. As I mentioned to some of y'all, uh, they needed a vehicle to get this done at the last minute, so. I had a bill called um, U.S. It was a, U, a bill on U.S. Uh, Mexico Economic Partnership, uh, House Bill uh, 133, uh, that I had passed from the House, went over to the Senate. Uh, Cornyn helped me. Senator Cornyn uh, passed that in the Senate. It got over here. It's been waiting for about a year, and they told me they wanted to use this for a vehicle. So it turned out that. Uh, my little bill on the U.S.-Mexico economic uh, partnership became the bill to pass about $2.4 trillion, which is the ominous appropriation bill and, um, uh, and the, um, the relief bill. And, and that's the bill that's being used. So uh, my bill, H.R. 33, I'm pretty excited about that. It turned out to be a vehicle to get some of this work done. Now, uh, there will be uh, a lot of things that we'll be talking about, uh, a lot of things that, uh, that will be specific to certain areas like the um, uh, public-private partnership mayor that I know it's important for us and for the Valley on Bridges. All that, I got that extended. Uh, the Senator Corner did his part on the Senate. I got it in the appropriations or this bill. So we got another year to do public-private partnership for bridges. There's just so many things uh, that will be covered, uh, that will cover as the uh, weeks and months go on. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about what I talked to some of y'all a couple of days, and I wanted to expand this to the media uh, and to the, um, uh, you know, to more stakeholders down in the valley that might be interested uh, on border wall funding. Um, they, there are several handouts that I want to send out to you, uh, that are very detailed on several things. And if you would allow me, I will go one by one, uh, in the house side and the appropriations, uh, the house had take, taken my language, zero money for the wall. And we will take back all the monies that the president had taken away. We passed that in the house, but as you know, 
The Senate is controlled by the Republicans, and they pretty much follow what President Trump wants them to do, quite honestly. I mean, I'd be very straightforward on that. The threat, as I told some of you, uh, is on the wall is President Trump. Once that threat is eliminated by the election uh, that we had in November, I think this threat is taken away. We still have to do more work, but that threat is taken away. Uh, and and I want to go over some of this because in the negotiations, even though on the House side they had my language, zero money for the wall, uh, they went ahead and added uh, the um, uh, uh, 1.375, which is the same amount that's been added uh, in the past for border wall funding. So there is $1.375 billion for border wall at the insistence of the senators uh, and President Trump. Um, on gender, after January 20th, we will see a different uh, viewpoint as to what do we do with that money. There is some language that we added there to make sure working with the appropriations that will give President-elect Biden flexibility as to what we do. Um, and I will go over this. I will go over my conversation with the Army Corps of Engineers unofficially, but I will give that out to you. I have a statement that we will send out. So I will be sending very detailed information uh, to all uh, to all of y'all. And I wanna thank also, I see Stacy Forbes uh, on the line. Uh, Stacy is my um, Homeland Security folks. So if you don't know him, get to know Stacy. I think most of you know him. Uh, also have my legislative director, um, also uh, Mr. Travis Knight uh, also who has a relationship to uh, Laredo, and I'll explain that later. Um, and, then, uh, and then also Amy Travieso, my chief of staff also, and the rest of my staff, Patrick O'Connor, uh, they got us a lot of information and all this. So I wanna thank all my staff for working hard on getting this. So let me first go over some of the handouts that you will be getting from my office. So I gave you the names of the people that will get, uh, the, get you this information. Uh, let me just go one by one and explain. The first thing is we have a, a one page that will explain that we will send over to you about the $3.6 billion under the emergency authority, which is the what we call uh, section 2808 funding. And that will refer to some of the funding that I will talk to you in a few minutes. Then there's another $6.3 billion uh, from uh, non-emergency authority, which is the uh, counter-drug uh, monies, uh, Section 284, uh, and, uh, and some other general authority that the president did. So we're talking about over $10 billion that uh, we will be working with uh, the president-elect uh, on this. So I will send you this handout that breaks it down on the sections. Um, also, I will send you over the latest uh, on the status of the funding uh, that we got together from uh, the CRS and Patrick O'Connor, my staff, put together. And this basically has, as of December 16, the status funding for Section 28 uh, project number two from Yuma, project number three. And of course, uh, you have uh, this, the latest one, you have project number seven, which is Laredo. And I'll just give this as an example. Uh, Laredo, uh, current estimate to be spent here, the estimate was 1.2, over $1.2 billion for the border wall funding. It's broken into different contracts. Uh, I understand that, but it's broken into different contracts. Uh, the current amount that's been obligated is about $41 million, 41. And, and I will get you all this detail. Uh, that means that the percent of the funding obligated in the Laredo project is 3.27% of the monies. Um, the amount that has been dispersed has been about $4.5 uh, million. And why? And then I will give you the rest for all the different projects from the valley and everywhere else, Yuma, New Mexico. 
Why is this important? Because we've talked about, and I want to thank uh, Ricardo de Anda and, of course, uh, CRS and Patrick O'Connor and, and, uh, and Tracy for bringing this, uh, you know, talking about the um, uh, termination for convenience. And under the termination for convenience, as you know, basically, and I'll go into some details, basically, the government can do that, can, and I'll go over what the Army Corps told us, but they can terminate that and they look at how far is the contract into and what will entail. So if they've done very little, like in some of the areas, uh, I'll take Laredo as an example, then it's going to be a small amount that will have to be, that will be paid off. And you will see that the waste of money in some of the projects are just incredible. For example, in the San Diego project number four, there were the initial project was $67 million. The current estimate is 102, um, uh, you know, over a billion dollars. I mean, a um, uh, million dollars. So they're over 193% above the initial amount. It's, it's crazy the amount of monies that they were just, the, the Trump administration were just handing out like candy to the contractors uh, itself there. So this is the latest uh, amount on each of the project as of December 17th. And I will ask you to please, you will get a copy of this uh, from my staff. If they haven't done that, they will be getting that over to you uh, right now. The other thing uh, that I wanna send over to you uh, is basically a summary of what we did in the Appropriations Committee. Uh, and I will go into details later on, but this is just a summary of the Homeland Appropriation, you know, of course, excluding the, the wall issue. This will give you a lot of ideas uh, of where we're spending money, especially for technology and other places that we hope to improve. So you will get a copy of that. Then you will get the detailed uh, border wall system with maps. Uh, the latest one um, uh, that has every project also in details, and you will get the latest one uh, out there. And Stacy, how many miles have have uh, new do miles has the president uh, done since uh, January of 2017? It's new 20, miles with it's it's 25 new miles of fencing where no fencing had had been before. So when the president talks about trying to get 450 uh, miles and everything else that they've been uh, working on, in reality, it's only 25 miles. In March, it was only two miles because I used to bring that up to the attention of the Republicans and the appropriations. So where there, there was no fencing, only 25 new miles have been done. Uh, and I emphasize that because uh, a lot of that has been replacement or double fencing in areas. They went the easy way uh, there. So you will get a copy of that. Uh, and I know that they've been accelerating uh, the, the process. I understand all of that. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned, once this threat uh, is eliminated on January the 20th, um, uh, we will work with the... Um, by an administration, I have sent a letter that was signed that pretty much outlines the steps for the administration to look at. Um, and you will see also a handout that we're sending over to you also uh, from the Hispanic, uh, from the Homeland uh, to the Hispanic Caucus because some had questions. And there you will see also the what we did in FY21, the current bill. What we did is, is in, you know, what we did is it referred to an amount. There's no amount in the FY21 specifically mentioned, but it refers back to FY20, where there was a 1.375, and then mentioned the barrier, the border barrier system. The border barrier system for the attorneys, Doug, and everybody that's there is not defined by law. It is not defined by law. I asked the appropriations, the chairwoman sent a note out, you will get this memo here that the border barrier system is not defined by law. Therefore, 
the Biden administration will have a lot of leeway to add technology, roads, uh, cameras, uh, whatever the case might be. Uh, or I know in the Valley, um, I, I don't know, Sam Bell, if you're on, I know Sam wants a levy, uh, a levy system there. Uh, we don't know about Laredo, but I know the uh, in the Valley, Sam Bell wants to have that for flood protection services. So that could be added if, if they so desire to do that in Stark County. But I'll leave that to the leaders in Stark County. But no Ballard fence, no 30-foot uh, fence that we want to see and we want to stop the administration from doing. Um, then finally, what I want to do is ask you, some people have been asking, I think, because some of the lawsuits are going on, let me just read a, a, um, uh, a statement that I'll be getting over to you all. My office contacted the Department of Defense uh, because, as you know, the Department of Defense always has a step one, step two, option one, option two. They're always prepared for all options. That's what our military does. So we contacted them and unofficially, because they're not gonna say it, but I think you will see this. Uh, I'll read the statement uh, that were uh, put together uh, that will answer some of the questions. Unofficially, and you'll get a copy of this, the Department of Defense has begun preparations to, uh, for, to prepare President-elect Biden's likely stop work order likely stop work order, and I would venture to say there will be a stop order on that one, uh, but this would include preparing the notice of termination, which specifies the extent of the termination and the effective date. Hypothetically, this notice can be delivered within a few days of the direction from the president. After the receipt of the notice of termination, the contractor shall immediately stop work terminate subcontracts and place no further orders as specified in the notice. As this will be a termination for convenience, a cost settlement is most likely required. Generally, generally the contractor is allowed 30 plus days to submit a settlement proposal, which the government will evaluate for 30 plus days. After negotiations, the government will de-obligate the remaining funds and close out the contract. For these contracts, a termination for convenience, uh, for convenience would be appropriate and it allows the government to, quote, unilaterally terminate a contract when such action is determined to be in the best interest of the government. The big takeaway from this is that once a contractor receives a termination notice, the contractor immediately stops work as specified in the notice. So I know some of y'all have been, you know, asking questions about this, but, you know, I feel that, you know, the, the letter that we sent off signed by members of the border, uh, signed by the Hispanic Caucus on my letter, uh, I, you know, we feel uh, very, very confident that this will go out. Exactly when, whether it be on the first day or, Second day, it will happen. I feel very confident. Um, and uh, just wanted to give you this. I'll get you this statement out. It's a, uh, it's a general statement uh, from uh, my office. Um, and that pretty much summarizes uh, where we are, even though the uh, monies, um, so, you know, the monies in the appropriations, that monies will be probably reprogrammed for roads, cameras, and other things. Now, if anybody takes a position that they don't want any roads and, you know, we got to make sure we work with the landowners or cameras or sensors and you don't want anything, I will tell you right now, I disagree. That would not be my position. Uh, I want to make sure that we take care of the environment, have no wall, but we got to have something on the ground. We got to have something on the ground, whether it's cameras, sensors, personnel, equipment, in the Laredo sector, for example, one third of the cameras do not work. The cameras that they have right now, one third of them are just deterrents. So we got to make sure that we work with the, you know, with the landowners so we can, uh, you know, put uh, technology and roads, you know, where we find it convenient. But please, I'm telling you right now to be very clear, 
I do not believe in open borders. I believe in technology, personnel, uh, and working with our friends to the south. Uh, I had a conversation with um, Roberto Velasco, uh, the North American uh, person uh, from Mexico under the uh, Secretary of Foreign, and he's also telling me that they're going to be working with us uh, on securing their southern border because we do not want to see large car caravans of people coming over here and thinking that because we take the wall away that the border is open. So please want to make sure that you understand I'm against the wall, but I believe very strongly on technology, roads and other things, getting rid of the Carrizo, everything that I've added extra monies on that. And I think we're going to have extra monies uh, from this. The monies from the military will be sent back. Some of it will go back to San Antonio and some of the areas that they've taken off and other parts. Uh, the money for the counter narcotics will be put back and the monies on Homeland, we will work on that uh, to uh, put it for cameras and sensors. Um, so that is a summary and I will take questions from the media and then any of the stakeholders after the media, you're welcome to ask any questions. Uh, give me your name and who you're with and ask the questions, uh, the media first, and then uh, we'll take uh, the rest of the questions. I can't see all the hands at one time, so. <laughs> Buenos días. Antonio Rodríguez de Telemundo 40. Sí, un placer. Congresista, un gusto, un gusto verlo, saludarlo. Eh, háblenos un poco sobre qué va a suceder con aquellos contratos que todavía están vigentes eh, para la construcción del muro una vez entre eh, y suceda ese cambio de gobierno. Esperamos que el presidente Biden va a mandar una orden donde va a parar los contratos. Uh, al momento que reciben esta orden, los, este, esos contratos se van a parar y aquí después va a haber negociaciones entre uh, esas compañías y el gobierno para ver qué va a ser los gastos que lo van a pagar. La, la información que lo voy a mandar tiene muchos detalles en cada contrato. Y ahí pueden ver que en unos contratos no se hizo nada de trabajo. Hay unas partes en Arizona que gastaron el doble uh, de, del contrato. Y eso es algo que este, cada, cada caso va a ser diferente en el gasto. Pero al momento que reciben la orden, que esperamos que el presidente va a mandar esa orden, este, vamos a tener este, los contratos parados. Hay muchas familias en el sur de Texas que están todavía en una batalla legal eh, tanto en el condado Cameron como Hidalgo, como Star. Eh, ¿Qué va a suceder con esas demandas? Eh, ¿Simplemente eh, eh, irán, proseguirán o, o se van a descontinuar? Uh, en la carta que, que yo mandé con otros colegas, este, lo estamos pidiendo al presidente que haga cuatro cosas. Uh, una de las cosas lo estamos pidiendo que lo eh, pide al Departamento de Justicia, este, que paren todas la, las demandas y, y quiten esas demandas. Para, este, para parar las demandas. Uh, y esa es una de las cosas que lo estamos pidiendo en la carta. Son cuatro cosas. Una de las cosas es donde lo estamos pidiendo al Army Corps Engineers que pare los contratos. Este, pero también lo estoy pidiendo que el Departamento de Justicia pare las demandas. Van a haber unas preguntas después. ¿Qué vamos a hacer con las personas que ya el gobierno ya quitó el terreno? Y eso, eso es otro tema. ¿O qué vamos a hacer con los, este, uh, los waivers of the, uh, de las leyes de, del ambiente? Y esa es otra cosa que queremos cambiar nosotros, pero el Senado, como es republicano, eh, va a estar difícil para hacer ese cambio. Este, pero vamos a, a ver una solución. Eh, pero el presidente puede decir que no va a, a quitar esas este, uh, reglas de, del ambiente. Por último, eh... ¿Qué va a suceder con, con esos fondos que tenía el Comité de Apropiaciones de, de, del gobierno eh, destinados para la, la futura construcción del muro? ¿Serán utilizados para otros proyectos o simplemente para incrementar la vigilancia y tecnología en la frontera? Bueno, este, el dinero del, del militar eh, o del, para pelear eh, contra las drogas se van a regresar a esas, este, para esas uh, cuentas. El dinero de, de Homeland se puede usar este, para tecnología, uh, caminos, quitar el, car el carrizo que está en, la, en, el, uh, en el río y otras cosas. Pero mi mensaje es muy simple. Si hay personas 
que dicen que no quieren nada allí, no quieren tecnología o no quieren caminos. Uh, eso es algo que yo no estoy de acuerdo. Yo estoy contra el muro, pero yo quiero ver la seguridad en la frontera. Gracias, congresista. I have a question from the chat. Um, Juan Ramirez from Televisa, he is asking. Juan Ramirez from Televisa is asking. Uh, what will happen with the National Guard that's at the border? Can you mention how security will be now uh, down there? And then what will happen with the reopening of the international crossings? Um, okay, uh, uh, Juan, Juan is asking about the, uh, la, en español, uh, Juan está preguntando de la Guardia Nacional, ese es otro, otro tema, este, se pone un dinero para esto, todo va a depender uh, en um, si necesitamos la Guardia Nacional, uh, ese, es, uh, ese es otro tema uh, en todo esto, pero esa es otra cosa que vamos a ver. La Guardia Nacional se usó abajo del de, presidente Obama, se usó abajo de, este, uh, de Trump uh, y vamos a esperar a ver qué va a hacer el, 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 el presidente Biden cuando él entra. Y las cruces, what was the question? And then, uh, what will happen with the National Guard that's currently at the border? Yeah. And how will security be yeah. after? Bueno, esa es la, la respuesta de la Guardia Nacional. Uh, another question? If not, we're going to open it up to everybody. Hi, um, this is Maria Mendez from Texas Public Radio. Um, thank you for all this information. Um, so just to clarify, uh, so unofficially the DOD is preparing for, you know, a likely stop order from Biden, but they're not necessarily slowing down construction. And, you know, we've seen that actually increase in places like Eagle Pass or Laredo. Um, is that correct? Uh, you're absolutely correct on that. I mean, as long as President Trump is there, uh, they are going to keep moving. The moment on, on um, 11.59 uh, uh, noon uh, on January 20th, the new president comes in, uh, then hopefully right after that, there will be an order to tell him to stop. But as long as Trump is there, they're trying to expedite it because President Trump wants to go out and say that he built X amount of miles. So you're you're right. They are accelerating. And, um, you know, I've seen pictures in Arizona where they blasted uh, on, on certain very sensitive areas. It is a disgrace that they're what they're doing there. I, I mean, it totally is. I mean, I believe in border security, but what they I've seen some of the photos there, what they've done to some of the sensitive areas. Uh, is a disgrace, uh, but as long as President Trump uh, is there, you know, he has a campaign promise. And as you notice at the end of four years, his promise that Mexico was gonna pay for this never came in. And it's unfortunate that the American taxpayers had to pay for this. And it's unfortunately that the landowners uh, had to suffer through uh, his um, uh, obsession of the border wall. Uh, any other questions from the media? Otherwise, we're going to open it up to the other Yes, I have one question, Congressman. Good morning. This is Alex Gano for KGNS in Telemundo. As for the Laredo and Zapata region, what do you tell land? Yes. Hey, folks, uh, somebody has, can you mute your phone, your, uh, uh, your uh, um, microphone? Because we're hearing uh, some background. Uh, so mute your, your, your phone, please, please. Uh, Alex, go ahead, Alex. Yes, I'm sorry. As for the Laredo and Zapata region, what do you tell landowners who are concerned that the contracts won't be stopped in time? Well, as I mentioned, uh, the moment that the president comes in, he can send out a stop order. And as I mentioned from our conversation with the Army Corps, they're already preparing the notices and what steps have to be taken. And they are pretty um, straightforward that the moment they get a notice from the uh, uh, president, a stop order, then uh, they will get that notice to the contractors. The contractors have to stop work immediately, turn off their bulldozers. Uh, they have to terminate subcontracts. Uh, and, and then they got 30 days to submit a settlement cost uh, to the government uh, to see how much money they can uh, get. 
people have asked me, I know that uh, somebody came out uh, and said, oh, this is going to cost billions of dollars. I disagree on that because actually you will be, we will be saving billions of dollars on this because if you have a contract, for example, in the Loreto area, uh, Alex, uh, only a little bit over 3% has been ex expended. Uh, so there, you know, it's $1.2 billion for all the different projects in the Laredo area. Uh, and that means that the settlement cost is going to be way, way, way below $1.2 billion. Uh, so it's um, the, uh, and I'll send you my statement. It's, you know, an official, unofficial conversations, but I do sit on the defense appropriation. So I will tell you that uh, this is what the Army Corps, they do their options, and I will get that statement over to you all. Another question? Congresista, antes de que abra eh, la junta a, a los demás, eh, me gustaría que hablara un poco sobre esa aceleración que hemos visto últimamente eh, en la construcción del muro en algunas zonas. Hemos visto que, que eh, bajo la, la actual administración quieren completar, uh, pues, ese proyecto lo, lo antes posible, antes de que haya ese cambio de gobierno, ¿no? Sí, mira, hay dos motivaciones aquí. Uno es del presidente que quiere tener todas las millas, eh, quiere, eh, quería 450 millas. Eh, en, en, la, la nota importante es que nomás tiene 25 millas nuevas, nuevas, donde no había muro. Todo el resto es este, este, cambios de, 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 la, del, de la cerca que había ahí. Uh, esa es una motivación de parte del presidente. La otra cosa, muy francamente, si eres una compañía privada, ¿qué quieres hacer? ¿Quieres gastar dinero, uh, material, comprar material, uh, poner las horas, trabajar 24 horas la hora? Porque te van a pagar más. Y esa es la otra motivación que estamos viendo de esas compañías. Uh, es una motivación del presidente y una motivación del, de las compañías. Porque cuando ya... Se, se pone la orden de parar esto, ellos van a poner un, un este, lo van a mandar un settlement cost a, a, al, al gobierno y si pusieron horas o días o meses de trabajo y equipo, material, pues van a pedir más dinero. Gracias. Uh, questions from the media. If not, we're going to open it up to uh, Mayor, I'll let you go first if there's no other questions from the media. And we will get you this very detailed information uh, to you. Uh, so we'll get it to you. So if you have any questions, we can follow up. But this is probably the most up-to-date information that's available on the border wall funding on that. Yes, and we'll thank you yes. Mayor, go ahead. Mayor, it's a pleasure. Yes, good morning again. Uh, thank you for having this meeting, uh, Congressman, and, and, and assembling us the, the way you're doing now. Uh, no, I appreciate this information. This is precisely what I wanted to hear, me personally, and I think other uh, council members and management as well, to see exactly what direction the Biden administration is is uh, forecasting and and uh, and committing. Because uh, you know you're very close to uh, you're, you're a Democrat and very close to the Biden administration, obviously. Uh, so uh, so I think now with this information, uh, we can take it to council management and council, and then we can uh, structure a, a direction for our city as well. Uh, uh, but the fact that that now, uh, you know, you're telling us that that uh, soon after uh, President Biden or, or President-elect Biden takes over, uh, that he would be issuing these um, these cancellation notices of, of contracts, and then uh, the contractors immediately would, you know, would then, uh, uh, you know, ask for, uh, for a settlement of some sort. So, uh, you know, here from at least speaking me as a mayor individually as well, uh, you know, whatever monies are, are uh, subject to those contracts within those areas should should be repurposed uh, primarily in this area before they go someplace else. But but then again, I'm looking after the interests of my city uh, here. So, uh, so, yes, cancel the contracts, whatever the balance is of those contracts. Uh, uh, you know, have have the areas that, that those monies were dedicated towards uh, uh, make use of those by way of, of, of whatever the community would want. Uh, and, and of course, we'll we'll follow your lead and your guidance as well, uh, Congressman, on that. Uh, but uh, but I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, this is good. There's a lot of flexibility. It appears a lot of discretion uh, that uh, President Biden can assert here, and uh, and that's that's good. It it uh, and it. 
brings in also, uh, you know, I would think uh, community involvement and community input. And this is where I think the respective entities uh, would have to uh, gather and, and, and decide exactly, uh, you know, first of all, what monies will be repurposed to begin with. <laughs> you know, will there be monies back over here? And, and if they are, then, you know, we can structure a plan with your guidance as to how those, those monies can be repurposed. Yeah, and, and, and again, there's different pots of money. Uh, let's say the military funding, I'm almost sure that's going to go back to uh, military construction. I know some of my areas in the sanatorium areas were taking money away. Uh, and uh, so some of that money, I mean, that military money more likely not will go back to the military. The counter narcotics money will go back. Uh, the appropriated money uh, uh, got um, also, uh, that one's part of the homeland approach. So that one, I think, will have flexibility. Uh, and I would ask you all to think long term uh, as to what you want to look at, technology, the roads, the Carrizo. I, I know uh, Sam, uh, I'd like for you all to hear Sam. Sam wants a levy. There are some folks that want to have the input from the local folks to uh, do this um, uh, for flood prevention, uh, erosion. So, I mean, every community, and I want to represent my community as the vice chair on the appropriations for uh, Homeland. I, um, I feel very confident that, you know, the way we've, I've described it, there's no definition for a border barrier system. So that can be almost anything, even if you want a decorative fence like LC has, uh, which some people have talked to me about in certain areas, put a decorative fence, uh, I'll call it a decorative fence like LC in certain areas. So I'll leave that to the communities uh, as to what they want to do uh, on that aspect itself. So, you know, Sam, are you there, Sam? I, 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 I don't know if Sam Bell is there because Sam has talked to me that he wants to um, uh, use some of that money, not for a ballot fence, but for a, a, a levy. Are you there, Sam Bell? Uh, no, Sam is not here, Congressman, but this is Rose Benavides from Star County. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Rose. Can you tell us a little bit what Sam Bell has been talking about? Absolutely. Well, the conversation that we've had is we understand completely uh, that the wishes of our community is not to have a 30 foot um, a steel bollard wall going through our private properties and, and our public uh, entities, especially the fact of uh, the areas in our two ports of entry. And so we've done a lot of work in looking at what these levy slash um, um, retention walls would look like uh, in the port of entry areas and and what we figured would be a, a great idea is exactly what you're saying is that if those contracts have to be canceled uh, we agree wholly with uh, mayor signs that those dollars should be repurposed where they were allocated to because it'll create jobs uh, these kind of projects whether they're the technology or actually building uh, these uh, uh, these barriers that would serve for uh, mitigating the erosion in the uh, in the banks and also uh, creating uh, some security uh, should we expect um, have bipartisan support uh, to continue to support the border but also more importantly to ensure that we are able to keep those dollars and potentially turn it into an infrastructure project that would allow uh, local people to gain employment uh, quickly uh, in good paying jobs and, and allow some of those dollars to stay. And so uh, we uh, have already begun to look at what those engineering concepts look like. Uh, we've shared it with, uh, with the Corps, obviously. Uh, looking at the cost, uh, it is very, very similar to what the cost is for per mile that they were doing on the, on the wall because their initial contracts did not include uh, having to procure some of this property. And we really feel that we could come to a consensus with a lot of the property owners if we use those dollars uh, to do projects that they're, uh, th that they're okay with. They want to protect their property. They'd love to have technology. Many of them already opened it up to Border Patrol. Uh, and so what we'd like to see is uh, how we can use those dollars uh, to move into projects that we could not potentially refer to border walls, but have them be infrastructure projects that would potentially build out um, 
a, a bollard slash levy uh, projects that would be within the ports of entry that are so important for international commerce to keep safe, uh, but that also protect the integrity of the U.S.-Mexico border by protecting uh, the environment and not hindering their access to doing anything uh, on the top of the riverbank, but doing it on the side of the riverbank in a responsible way, the way you mentioned earlier with keeping the environmental issues all uh, in, in, uh, in a proper way of, of not being intrusive. Yeah, thank you, yeah, if I might follow up, Congressman, after, uh, yes, thank you for those comments as well, uh, ma'am. Uh, yeah, and, and, this, and I think you mentioned it too. I think whatever improvements are made to, to any community, and I speak for Laredo, obviously we, we have to be mindful of the environment. And I know we have the environmental uh, groups as well that are you know, very, you know, that's their role and we appreciate what they do. Uh, uh, but how is that going to work, uh, Congressman? Say we do uh, move forward with uh, at least some physical uh, you know, features there, for example, the LC fence. I know here the community was considering also the Riverwalk uh, feature there too. Uh, but of course, you know, obviously we want to you know, it to be done right, properly uh, uh, planned uh, through uh, and the environmental uh, phases and and the hydrology phases too. Uh, uh, and then would, would the community uh, be able to re redesign some of that to, to fit those, those, uh, those concerns? In other words, we want it done right, uh, but, but also you know, brings an attractive feature uh, to, to border security, uh, if we can. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah Mary, and I think you're talking about the rural walk for Laredo that was brought up 10, 15 years ago under another administration. Uh, it got all caught up in this anti-wall uh, situation. I, I understand all that. Uh, but if anything's looked at, I know we, I see Trish and Melissa and some other folks. Uh, if we do anything, they have to be involved from step one. Uh, and, uh, and also, I like to say that we cannot blame our men and women in green or blue for doing certain things. They follow the policies uh, that come in from the White House. Uh, uh, January 20th uh, afternoon, uh, after noontime, there will be a new president. So they will be following another uh, orders from a new president. So I just want to make sure that we don't blame my local men and women in blue, especially the men and women in green, or even ICE also, because they're just following instructions. And if, if anything, for any local communities, we got to make sure that everybody's involved from step one. Uh, if somebody wants to go on, because I know some folks have talked to me about a decorative, I call it a decorative fence. It's the Loretto College fence. I think that was one of the first fences uh, that even Pelosi saw when she was down here. Um, uh, I mean, all that has to be taken into uh, input from the local community. Every local community, as you can see from Stark County, they want to do certain things. So uh, what I don't know exactly how who the Biden administration will get for a Border Patrol chief in D.C. and what instructions. But I will tell you that the language is brought enough to do so many things, including technology, uh, roads and other uh, infrastructure. But we have made it very clear we do not want to see that 30-foot ballot fence that uh, President Trump wanted on that. Uh, so I hope that answers you a little bit of your questions. I know I have Mayor Ocaña from uh, Mission. Um, Mayor Ocaña? Yes, uh, thank you, Congressman, for this uh, very informative uh, uh, conference, news conference that you're doing. Uh, basically, I just want to make sure I cannot talk for the county of Hidalgo, but I can. I have 20, approximately 20 miles that border Mexico in, in within our city limits. But part of the wall that's being built currently uh, has to do the, with the same concept that Mr. Vale wants to do in Rio Grande, and that is that it, it's already integrated and designed in the plan. What I wanted to, to let you know and make you aware that, that that when they put a stop to the to the wall to make sure that that, that somebody with a, with a, that's a, a professional that looks at, at at and cut the part of the wall, but not cut the one that that's in, that is supposed to support our 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 uh, our boundaries, uh, the 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 levees that we have already that are being reinforced by concrete. You know, as far as that is concerned, at least within the city of Mission, I'm 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 sure that the, the, the Judge Cortez may be echoing the same thing, and I want to echo also what Mayor Sainz and, and, and Ms. Benavides uh, have, have mentioned about the repurposing of money. 
you know, and making sure that local input is done. You know, we're in the process of building a, 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 a Mission Madero Reynosa multimodal um, uh, international bridge. And, uh, and it's based on that. We're also looking at, at, at joining together with the county of Hidalgo and making a, a Mission Hidalgo uh, foreign trade zone. And those will be physical barriers that, that will, will be close to the, the Rio Grande River, you know, and they can serve as, as, as a different type of wall, you know, as far as that is concerned, you know, just FYI. I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure that, that when, when, when the, 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 the stop notice goes in that, that what is good for the levies, you know, not to be able to, not to interfere with that part, you know. Yeah, and, and Mayor, thank you so much. And, and I hope everybody is understanding the district that I represent. You know, Laredo might want certain things. Zapata might want certain things. Stark County might want certain things. The Valley might want some. So you're noticing that in, the, in Stark County, they want that levy protection. They still want that. In the Valley, in Hidalgo, as uh, Mayor Ocaña, and uh, he's the mayor of uh, Mission, they still want that levy because that levy... And that was a concept that Senator John Cornyn, myself, and J.D. Salinas worked out back under the Bush administration. They wanted to put just the Valor fence, and we came up with that. Trump, uh, you know, just, you know, made that uh, from a good idea to a bad idea because he wanted to have the levy and then a 30-foot Ballard on top of that. The reason we wanted that levy fence in the valley was because of flooding. And once we put that levy fence there, it, uh, it pretty much got rid of the uh, flood insurance that people had to pay because you put a levy there and that's wanted in the valley, as the mayor said. Uh, that was wanted back in 2008 when we worked on this. Uh, so every district is, is very, very, very different. And I'm glad that I'm hearing from Stark County and, and, um, and from the uh, Hidalgo Mayor Ocaña Everybody's understanding that, you know, it's everybody, every community has to decide what they want to do. But I think we're all in uniform that we don't want to see the 30 foot Ballard fence that the president wanted. I think that's uh, that's an, um, a common interest. But I just want to make sure everybody understands what we're looking at right now. Hey, Congressman Jose Ceballos with Baskin, we have about 30 plus acres within the city that's gonna be impacted either by the border wall zone or the security zone. And then roughly about 1,200 in project seven, 1,200 acres, that's about 51 million square feet. One thing we don't have in Laredo is I think we don't have a consensus about this bulkhead idea. What we've seen is a pretty destructive, what seems to be an apparently destructive rendition of, of the riverfront around our ports of entry. Uh, so, so that will take some work, I think, uh, for, for the community to have some input. And, and, and we appreciate you having this, this forum to allow us to dialogue and, and for, you to, you know, for you to take our questions and to hear also a lot of the insight that you've provided with the document. But I think first things first is we've got to work clearly to get a moratorium uh, without that or a stop work order. And I think without that, I think we're still in, in condemnation proceedings potentially a lot like a lot of landowners, there's about 35 active cases in court, either settled or, or in proceedings. So I would urge uh, folks and, and I would urge you to, to share with maybe with, with us your vision for how do, you, how do you negotiate having this repurposing without uh, allowing for, the, for the, the continued proceedings and without the assure or at least trying to assure that we can get this moratorium in place as, as soon as we can, day one or, or within the few weeks of the administration going forward. Thanks for allowing me to ask the question. All right, thank you. Well, the stop order uh, is something that I'm, I'm sure you got a copy of the letter already that uh, uh, myself and a whole bunch of members we sent off to the uh, Biden administration is what we're asking for four things. One, tell the Department of Justice to stop their lawsuits. Two, look at those, uh, receive those waivers from the environmental. Three, tell the Army Corps uh, to stop those contracts. So we're asking them uh, different things uh, to do. Uh, as to, you know, how we get there, you know, like I said, and as I said to a meeting that I told you and other folks, the threat was President Trump. Once that threat is, is, is eliminated, then it makes us easier. Uh, instead of going up here, we're, I think we're going down here. And as to how we get to that part there, 
you know, we still have to work with who's going to be the new Border Patrol chief. We got to get the secretary uh, to be uh, uh, confirmed by the Senate. So there's still certain steps, but we're hoping that the administration will put that stop order. And I think I just read the statement uh, uh, that I think uh, they're already preparing for a stop order on that. Uh, Laredo's in a much better situation than other places because they've only they've done very little work. I know that the U.S. attorney in, in Laredo hired, brought some people from retirement, either four or five people just to work on condemnation cases. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, we, we want to make sure we stop this, uh, this, uh, work. So I think we got that. Y'all keep using the word moratorium. We're talking about the same thing, guys. If I don't use the word moratorium, Bill Skeen and everybody else, it is the same thing, a stop order. So we are working with the Biden administration. You got to leave it uh, time for us to work on it. The election was so important to the border. Uh, so we're working on that, and I look forward to getting your input uh, on the um, on the aspect of the uh, uh, what we do uh, down there, the river project in Laredo. We will start from square one. Square one. If uh, the city of Laredo uh, wants to go with that project that they came up 10, 15 years ago, they will have to get the input from Trish, uh, her group, uh, Melissa, and other landowners. Uh, that have land over there, uh, or I mean, that might have an interest, and we'll take it. And if the city of Laredo, you know, it's a project I supported 10, 15 years ago. Uh, I supported that 10, 15 years ago. I don't know who was the mayor and who was the city council. I'm, I'm sure none of the current people are there, but if we do that, it'll be square one. And if we don't get an agreement, I'm not going to push anything if there is no consensus in the agreement. In the Valley, you heard Stark County. You heard uh, Hidalgo, you know, they 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 want to go with uh, that system that they feel is best for them. Every every community will have to decide what they want to do. But leaving nothing out there is not going to is, is not going to work. So, look, I, I'm telling you, put a little faith that we're doing the right thing. We're going to be doing the right thing now that President Biden, we will get you. I will keep you guys informed. Uh, and if you all want to talk about the river beautification project, that will go from square one. Uh, I don't care what Homeland had. It will be from square one. And if we cannot get to step two or step three, I'm not going to push it. Uh, but the original project I did support back 10, 15 years ago, we just got to see if we can get consensus again. This whole environment of anti-wall just you know, got caught up in this thing. But We'll take it from step one, uh, but we will move very carefully, get people's input. I'm not going to push something that there is no consensus from the community. Uh, Congressman, as a follow on to Mr. Ceballos's question, um, and you mentioned earlier 2808 funding Department of Defense, and that's great news that if uh, Corps of Engineers is preparing to stop work order. But our concern continues to be that the DHS bureaucracy, not Department of Defense, is going to keep pushing forward with the construction of a wall. And the funding south of Camino Columbia Bridge to Zapata is not DOD money. It's DHS money. And that's why we're, we're again, concerned about that and hope that Early on in the Biden administration, they can issue a moratorium, a stop work order, whatever, uh, while these other uh, border security uh, infrastructure systems can be analyzed. And again, they're still pushing forward. There are work crews out there right now. And I know you indicated that once Biden's in, but it's really important, we believe, that what this stop work order moratorium happens very early in his uh, administration and, it, and that it doesn't take four, five, six months. And in the meantime, they start condemning property or start building a wall south of Camino Colombia to, to uh, Zapata. Thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you so much. Uh, as I mentioned the last time I was on a conference call with you, the threat is Trump. I know some of y'all didn't want to hear that because some of y'all supported, I'm not saying you all 
some people supported Trump. I said, getting rid of Trump as the president was the first step. Uh, now that Biden will come in, the bureaucracy is not going to go against the president. The bureaucracy is not going to go against our new uh, secretary, of which I know, the Homeland Secretary. Uh, how fast we can move on that, we will move on it. I'm very familiar with your concern. I've talked to some of your higher uppers and uh, Faskin uh, already about this, so I understand everything, uh, what y'all are saying. So I can tell you by talking to your higher uppers, we've been talking about this. I understand exactly, Bill, what you're saying. And as I mentioned, this applies to every agency uh, under the Biden administration, and we will do our best to do that. That pretty much, uh, if there's any other questions, Trish or Melissa, I want to hear from y'all before we close up, because I'm, I'm Mark, about to Congressman, talk about broadband uh, in a few minutes. Yes, Congressman, good morning. Can, yes, who's this? Judge Rathnell, Zapata County, Congressman. Hey, Judge, how are you? Uh, uh, hearing all good news, very positive news, very hopeful news. Uh, as you know, here in Zapata County, we never granted access uh, to the federal government on county-owned lands around San Ignacio. And we're still in litigation over that. Uh, and, and the government is uh, uh, pushing harder, seems like, the last few weeks on, on that case. Uh, our case hasn't been dismissed. Uh, we'll continue to keep fighting, but uh, hopefully the Department of Justice will, will change their attitude uh, come next year and, and, and drop those cases. Uh, you know, as far as I agree with you on uh, no open borders in our county, uh, we believe strongly in, in uh, strong border security. I think the National Guard being in our county has been very helpful to the local Border Patrol agents, and I hope you can continue uh, to have them here uh, with your support. Hopefully they, they can continue to do uh, surveillance work here in our county. But uh, overall, uh, no construction has occurred in our county, but uh, I'm not sure if any condemnation efforts have taken place, uh, but uh, we're, we're holding firm as a county on, on our case uh, on county-owned land, and hopefully we, we can come out on top on, on that. Yes, sir. And, and Judge, it's always a, a pleasure. I, um, the, the strategy that I was telling some of the landowners was to fight this to the November election and everything would depend on the November election. There was a change in precedent. Uh, so delaying this was a good strategy. And I know that people in Webb County and other places, Zapata, and I was at San Ignacio. I took a tour of some of the areas down there. Um, and the strategy worked uh, because we won the election we because I supported Joe Biden. Uh, and I think this is good news. Um, as I mentioned, the letters that we sent off, and this is something that's supported not only by, by me, and I want to thank my staff for helping me draft this letter, but it, it also includes the Department of Justice and it includes Homeland, you know, you know, referring to Bill. It includes everybody, guys. It includes everybody. Uh, and just, you know, we just got to give it a little bit of time. Uh, till the 20th. And then once there's a new administration, then we got people that we can talk to because right now there's really no transparency. You know, for example, the contracts, I sit on the appropriations as the vice chair. I couldn't even get a copy of the contracts. All we can get is just summaries of it. They are not transparent at all. So under the Biden administration, we'll have that transparency. There'll be, there's people that will be able that we can talk to. Uh, and for everybody, you know, whether it's, you know, the, uh, the uh, defense money or appropriated money under Homeland or whatever, uh, we will have a better communication with the Biden administration. So, uh, again, Judge, I understand in the strategy that you and I and other folks, uh, Ricardo Solis and so many other people that we talked about, delay, delay, delay to the election. We win this election. Things will be different. But I do acknowledge that there's the two motivations, as, like I said in Spanish a few minutes ago, there's two motivations for this uptick. Uh, one, Trump wants to go out by saying, oh, look at all the miles I built. So there's a motivation on behalf of the Trump administration. And quite honestly, uh, there's a motivation on behalf of the contractors because as they turn in their settlement costs uh, to the uh, government, once they get the stop orders, uh, they wanna put in as many hours, days, weeks, months, uh, uh, of showing work so they can get more money. So there is a, a double motivation, in my opinion, that I'm seeing from the Trump administration and from the uh, private contractors on that. 
But after the 20th um, uh, bill, and, and I understand you and I have talked a lot, um, but the bureaucracy will follow what the president does, just like this bureaucracy has shifted over to Trump. And under Biden, you're going to see it shift over to the way it was under Obama. Henry, we know that you have to go right now, and uh, we're very thankful uh, and grateful for you hosting all of this and bringing us up to speed. I know a lot of questions still are not answered, um, but it seems like we're going in a different um, and more positive direction, but the devil's in the details always. Uh, and so we just, uh, um, you know, thank you for wanting to make this project much more inclusive um, we think that is really vital. Um, you know, we're talking about the river, our only life source. You're talking about uh, livelihoods and economic issues and uh, biodiversity that is gone once it's destroyed. And so, uh, you know, there's a, a, a great, great need to take this into uh, to work on this in a more holistic way, um, not just through one single narrow lens of border security, which is vital, but um, you know it, it cannot just be that. It has to be much more inclusive or else there will be great resistance. And uh, as you know, the Laredo team's really galvanized. It's not just our group, but this wonderful team, many of whom are on this call, that uh, you know, a lot of brain power and a lot of passion um, to do what's best thinking about our region 50, 100, 200 years into the future, um, because decisions we make now uh, we'll have these incredible ramifications in the future. So just want to say thank you. And, um, you know, there's still a lot of questions left um, about the bollard. I know it's being rebranded as Riverwalk, uh, but, you know, we're very concerned about that. Uh, environmental damage done in some places can those monies get reappropriated, the waivers. But I agree with what you're saying and others on the call that priority number one is the stop work order because then it gives us the breathing room to, to then plan accordingly and do things smartly uh, instead of the way they have been done. So um, thank you. Yeah, and, and, and again, Trish, for you and Melissa and your group, um, I want to make sure, you know, for, for the city, I see Merck and Pete and other folks and Robert Eats and um, uh, Ms. Hill also. Look, we, we want to make sure that everybody's included in whatever we do. Uh, look, whatever happens in Stark County, I think Stark County makes that decision. What happens uh, in, uh, in Mission, as you heard the mayor, they make that decision. Whatever happens in the Loreto area, then we got to get uh, the folks here in our area uh, to be inclusive. And before we move anything, my pledge is to make sure that everybody's inclusive if we take a step. If we are not in agreement, I'm not going to push something that the community is not in agreement in. Uh, so we will work on that. And the other thing, a lot of it depends also on what's going to happen um, on the Senate on what is it, January the 5th, because one of the things I want to do long term um, is to look at some of the changes on the on the uh, real ID law uh, that we passed in 2005 in, in the shadows of 9-11. Uh, Trump has really uh, abused the uh, those uh, waivers. So I want to work on that. I also want to put more protections into the law. You know, we got cemeteries. You know, we got SpaceX, Santa Ana, uh, the Lomita, Mayor Ocañas. Uh, all that is into the law. There's about uh, five, six protections I got, but I want to add more. I had some of the House side, but the Senate Republicans said, well, you know, this money will probably will be stopped. And I didn't get my language in there. I was not part of the negotiations like I was a couple of years ago on the conference committee. Uh, it was the top four people that did this. But I want to add, like you said, Tricia, I want to look long term. What else can we do now so we can protect the generations to come when it comes to Rio Grande? Also, uh, there are some of my friends that I intend to bring down here. Uh, Deb uh, Howland is going to be the new interior secretary, a friend of mine from New Mexico. I want to see how she can work with us from the Department of Interior. We got Javier Becerra, uh, who's gonna be the Health and Human Services Secretary. That's the second person that uh, that I wanna bring down to Laredo. Uh, Marsha uh, Fudge also uh, is uh, somebody that uh, that I've served with and she's the HUD Secretary. Those are folks that are coming in in different areas. 
the new Homeland Secretary uh, is a friend of mine that I know, and I intend to bring him down uh, to Laredo and to the Valley and uh, do a border tour because they usually go El Paso and down at the, at the lower Rio Grande or Arizona. So I want them to see different areas, including Eagle Pass and other areas that have asked me uh, to look at. Uh, so we'll bring some of those uh, decision makers under uh, President uh, Biden. And as you know, when secretaries under Trump would come, they would do one thing. They would get at the border, say, we need a wall, look at the drugs, look at the undocumented aliens. And that was it. They wouldn't include the business community or the environmental groups or other folks. My intent with these folks is to bring in different folks so they can hear uh, what we can do now and what we can do in the future to protect our communities on that. So uh, with that, I, um, I got $10 million um, that I want to talk about uh, for broadband with uh, some people. Uh, but also we added $7 billion for broadband uh, under the uh, stimulus uh, bill uh, or the relief bills that I want to talk to you all because I need people to apply because we're adding billions of dollars. And if we don't add, uh, ask for that broadband, somebody else in the country is going to get it. So I want to talk about broadband. I got some folks I'm going to talk to uh, right now. Then after that, I got a, a new city uh, councilwoman, Ms. Cigarroa, uh, that uh, will be part of our, her Zoom call. Uh, Cigarroa and I go back. My father was a gardener for uh, Dr. Leo and Dr. Joaquin Cigarroa. So I grew up knowing at least her dad and her brothers and her sisters uh, down here. Uh, so uh, I got to get ready for that. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I want to thank all of y'all. If there's no one last question, I will send you all this information. And if you have anything else, I'll be happy to set up another meeting to go into more details. But I think after the 20th, uh, we definitely will have a different direction, a more positive uh, outlook for, for the border. Thank you so much uh, to all of y'all and uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year if I don't talk to some of y'all. Thank you so much. Border mayors. Members of the media and the public participated in the border wall press conference with Congressman Cuellar. U.S. Congressman Henry Cuellar represents Texas District 28. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.